Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayishlach. Parshas Vayishlach is a very full parsha. It contains, according to the Chinuch, one mitzvah, a restriction. Al lo yochlu b'nei Yisrael as gidanoshe. The Jewish people are not to eat the gidanoshe, the sciatic nerve, because Yaakov was wounded in his struggle, uh, in his wrestling with the Sar Shal Esav. And it's worth taking a look at the Sefer Achinuch on this mitzvah, mitzvah number three in the Torah, and the third and final mitzvah found in the book of Bereshis, whereby the abstaining from eating the Gid Hanoshe, according to the Chinuch, reminds us of the encounter that Yaakov had with his enemy, the Sarshal Esav, the guardian angel of Esav. And as the Torah says, Vayayovek Ish Imo, and the, um, this force wrestled with him, Ad Alos HaShachar, till dawn, and the Ramban says so powerfully that this is a portent, this is a prophecy that there's going to be the interaction with Esav till Moshiach comes, till the end of day. And Yaakov is hit in the area of procreation, namely his children are going to be either or assimilate to Esav or they're going to be persecuted by Esav, as history has shown. But the key point is, says the Chinuch, quoting and understanding the idea of the Rambam, that this is a very powerful, positive lesson, that even though Yaakov was wounded and he was limping after this incident, ultimately, Vayizrach lo Hashemesh, the sun shined for him. And Yaakov, quote, makes it to the finish line, comes back to Eretz Yisrael, so too will we, his descendants, we will make it through the long gullus, and we will come to the finish line, and there will be the coming of Moshiach. A very powerful um, Sefer Achinuch, who models his thoughts after the Rambam. I'd like to focus on the beginning of the parsha, whereby, as the name itself implies, Vayishlach, that Yaakov sends um, messengers to um, come on, meet his brother Esav. Now that Yaakov is back in Eretz Yisrael, so now I always tell you. There are no biblical stories. There are only biblical lessons. And I'm hoping that I can share with you a interpretation today that maybe we're not always uh, thinking about and aware of and to see what a beautiful lesson emerges therefrom. And that is as follows. Who are these angels that Yaakov is sending? So Rashi tells you, Malachim Mamosh, actual angels, not messengers. He's not sending spies. He's not sending um, detectives. Why not? 
We'll come back to that in a moment. And moreover, the obvious question that so many ask is, last week, when at the beginning of Vayetze, the Torah informs us of the incredible insurance policy that HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised Yaakov, so, Vinei imach, I am with you, Ushmarticha, I will guard you, Bechol asher telech, wherever you go, Vashivo sicha, I'll bring you back, El Adamoazos, to this land, Kilo ezavcha, I will not forsake you. Wow! So I ask you, everybody, if that's the case, why should Yaakov be so worried? Okay? So I'd like to um, share with you two teachings of the Rashbam. The Rashbam is Rashi's grandson, and he prides himself that he interprets the Torah with Pshuto Shomikra. He is giving you what you would call the literal understanding of the text. Now, the Torah says, Yaakov sends messengers, good, and Vayashuva Malachim, they return, and they say, Bano Esav, right, we've come to your brother, to Esav, and behold, he is coming, to, quote, to meet you, Meos Ish Imo, with 400 men with him. So what's Yaakov's response? Vayiro Yaakov ma'od vayetzerlo. Yaakov is very afraid, he's distressed. Why, says Rashi, vayiro shema yehoreik. He's afraid lest he'll be killed, because 400 men, oyayai, coming, Yaakov is afraid, according to Rashi, physically, for himself and his household. And Vayetzerlo, what's he distressed about? Not only that there's a chance that he would get killed, but im yaharog, who is achirim, lest he kill others. So Rashi understands this in a very physical way. His grandson, the Rashbam, and I'm going to read it to you. Wow, listen to how he understands what the response of the messengers were. Says the Rashbam, We've gone to Esav, Vigam Hinehu Mitoch Shesameach Bivi Oscha. Esav is happy that you've come back. Ubahavoso Oscha. And because, quote, he loves you. He's coming to greet you. With 400. I'm reading from the Rashbam inside. To honor you. This is the literal understanding of the verse. And what does he bring as a tzushtel, as a kind of substantiation for this? Watch. He compares it. When Moshe was hesitating to go back to Mitzrayim, and Hashem says, go back, and your brother Aaron, who you didn't want to offend, he's coming to greet you. And what does the Torah say over there? He's going to see you, and he's going to be happy. So too, says the Rashbam, that this is the report that the men that the angels brought back to Yaakov is that Esav is wanting to greet you with open arms. Okay? 
Now, interestingly, this will help substantiate why does Rashi say Malachim Mamosh? What's the difference? Are they men? Well, if he was looking to see how strong and perhaps is Ace of coming to attack, he would send spies, detectives to assess Esav's physical power. But if Yaakov is concerned about the spiritual threat, the threat of assimilation, that Esav is truly wanting to put his arm around him, embrace him, and as he actually says after they meet, come on, let's travel together, ay, 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 Yaakov is exceedingly afraid of this a cultural, spiritual assimilation and this attack. So when he prays to Hashem, watch this. What does he say further on in verse 11? Kotonti, I have literally become small, namely, I've used up all my credits, from all the kindnesses and truth, for that which you have, quote-unquote, already done for me. So listen to this Rashbam. The Rashbam continues and says that, because... Because you have done so much kindness and good for me, more than what's coming to me. I didn't fulfill the vow that I made after that dream back 20 years ago at the beginning of Vayetze that this stone, yeah, Beis Elohim will be the cornerstone of a house of God. And whatever you're going to give me, I've not fulfilled what you've told me. And moreover, and I have not lived up to my spiritual potential and worshipped you as I could and should. Therefore, I'm afraid, says the Rashbam, even though you've promised me, you fulfilled the promise in a physical fashion. You brought me back. You have not let me down. But I am afraid that's correct from this spiritual perspective. Why? Continues the Rashbam. You God judge man. And listen to this Listen to this connection. Just as before, he said, he compared Yaakov meeting Esau. He compared with Moshe meeting Aaron and Aaron meeting Moshe. Now, listen to this, he says. Like we find by Chizkiyot. Now, Chizkiyot was one of the very good kings in Israel. However, we find in the Gemara Brachos, at the bottom of Daf Yudah that the Navi Ishayo comes to him and says, and this is the pasuk that he brings, that Meis Ato Velo He tells the Navi Ishayo tells the king Chizkiyo, prepare your will, because you are going to die. Ay ay ay, asks <clears throat> the king, why? What did I do? And the Navi says. Because you did not engage in Piriyavarivya, 
you did not have children. So the king says, wait a minute, do you know why? Because I saw Binavua, I saw with Ruach HaKodesh that I'm going to have a child who would be evil. Indeed, he does, and that's Menashe, who was very bad. So the uh, Navi says to him, wait a second, you have no right to get involved in God's matters. You have to do what you are told to do. You have to have children and not to ask questions. Now, what happens over there? So, the Gemara tells us very powerfully over there that the Navi says to the king, you ready? He says to him the following. For, here, he says, mikublani mi aviyabwa. I have this misora from my grandfather, David Amelech, afilu cherev chador, muneches al tzavoro shal odom, even if there's a sword, a sharp sword, on the throat of a person, by the neck of the person, where it looks like, uh-oh, it's all over. Al yimna atzmo minorachamim. Don't ever decease and stop praying for your help from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, similarly over here, the Torah is teaching us a very important lesson. Yaakov prepares to meet his brother Esav, as we know, with an elaborate gift, Hishtadlus. He prepares also for war. But he prepares for tefillah, that with tefillah, even though I'm not deserving thereof, which is what Chizkiyot Anavi was saying, I'm not deserving, so too, Yaakov says, I'm not deserving, but you are the Baal Horachamim. And taking this one step further for us, we who are showered with so many brachos by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we dare not say, Kum tzimir, it's coming to me, just the opposite. A person should say, Kotonti, like Yaakov says, whatever I receive from you, Hashem, is really more than what's coming to me. But, listen carefully, very important, like the Gemara says in Kedushin, that we have within us a Yetzer Horat. We have within us that evil inclination which tries to uh, detour us and get us off the right and proper path from serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So says the Gemara, <clears throat> very powerfully, that <clears throat> so fair, here goes, says the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Levi, Yitzro shall odom miskaber yom. A person's Yitzahara tries to overcome him daily. Umavakesh hamiso. And he attempts to literally kill him. Shenemar, quoting from Tilim 37, Sofa, Russia, Latsadik, Umavakesh lamiso. Here it comes, however. If not for the fact that a Kodesh Baruch Hu helps a person, you couldn't succeed. Our tefillos have to be not only Hashem, this person needs a refuah shleimah, not only Hashem, 
I can't balance my checkbook. Not only all our physical needs, but our tefillos to Hashem should be, Hashem, help us in our pursuit of spirituality. Help us that as we come into this, quote, holiday season, which is a culturist all around us, that we should be able to stand strong, that we should be able to remind ourselves of Ashrenu Matov Chalkenu, of the privilege we have of being Jewish, of our tradition, of what keeps us going and what keeps us ever strong. And so, no Bible stories, only Bible lessons that as Yaakov, our father, prayed for his protection in the realm of spirituality, afraid of his brother's acculturation, so must we, his descendants, learn from him. Shabbat Shalom to all.